Welcome to episode 168 of the Truth Quest podcast, The Truth About September 2021. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and topics such as ivermectin, tyranny, how to destroy America, the unvaccinated, or the COVID-19 vaccine comes up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. Episodes are available on a host of platforms including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, BitChute, Brighteon, Rumble, and Instagram where I post a short highlight of each show at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment and give it a 5-star rating, hit the like button, or leave a positive review. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. The month started out with Joe Rogan telling the world that he was cured of COVID in three days by using monoclonal antibodies, ivermectin, a Z-pack, pregnazone, an IV vitamin drip, and NAD. He said, we threw the kitchen sink at it, and I felt great three days later. The National Democrats, the alphabet soup conspiracy media, and leftists all across the fruited plains decried his recovery because nothing says why the hell do I need this bullshit vaccine more than when there are readily available treatments? Speaking of ivermectin, it was in the news quite a bit, besides Joe Rogan's incident, as it and other low-priced effective treatments of COVID were continually bashed and dismissed by the usual totalitarian suspects. But one incident in particular sent shivers down my spine when an Ohio hospital went so far as to refuse to administer ivermectin to a patient despite the wife of the patient signing a release form, releasing them from any and all liability, and despite a judge's order demanding that they give him the drug. Instead, they ran out the clock on that judge's 14-day order. Then another judge declared that they did not have to treat the patient with the drug. This used to be a free country. If you're interested in the truth about ivermectin, check out the previous episode, number 167. The perpetual special prosecutor John Durham charged Hillary Clinton's former lawyer, Michael Sussman with lying to the FBI during Clinton's 2016 campaign. That led to the whole Russia collusion hoax. Remember Fusion GPS? Christopher Steele? The Steele dossier? Alpha Bank, remember Robert Mueller and the impeachment? Don't worry or hold your breath, depending on where you reside politically, nothing will ever stick to Hillary. I reviewed their debacle in Afghanistan in episode 160, The Truth About August 2021, so I won't do an entire recount here, except to mention that a Marine who publicly called for accountability for the screw-up in Afghanistan was jailed by his superior officers. The left remained silent, which is weird because every whistleblower that came forth during Trump's time in office were celebrated and paraded around the media for weeks on end. Just imagine what these partisan hacks would have said if a whistleblower marine was treated like this under Trump. 
General Mark Milley, the top military officer in the United States, secretly called the Chinese general during former President Trump's administration and promised to tip off the communist country regarding any potential U.S. attack once in 2020 and another time in January of this year. He wanted to assure him that the United States wouldn't attack the Chinese Communist Party, and if they were poised to attack, he would alert his counterpart. Many have called for Milley to resign over his treasonous act. I think the entire top layer of the military should be summarily removed over their willingness to go along with Biden's Afghanistan withdrawal, much less shit like this. This is the same dude who told us earlier this summer that he wants all members of the military to read works by communist writers. And he's the same guy who, while Afghanistan was about to blow up, he was on a book tour. Real classy dude. Speaking of the cluster in Afghanistan, for weeks U.S. military leaders repeatedly portrayed the drone strike in retaliation against the suicide bombing at the airport in Kabul that killed 13 Marines and hundreds of civilians, they cast that as a successful attack. This despite family members of the deceased insisting there was no connection between them and ISIS. A disgraced Mark Milley said at the time, At this point, we think the procedures were correctly followed and it was a righteous strike. But after a September 10th New York Times investigation raised doubts about the veracity of the military's claims, the Department of Defense admitted that the drone strike killed 10 civilians, seven of which were children, and zero terrorists. Then two other top U.S. military officials, the loser General Kenneth Frank McKenzie and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, they told Congress that they realized within hours of the August 29th drone strike that it had killed innocent civilians, contradicting early military statements about what the government knew in the aftermath of the incident. But don't worry, folks. Biden didn't fire them for screwing up the withdrawal from Afghanistan because they did exactly what Biden commanded, and therefore there will be no repercussions for lying to the American people for weeks on end about the drone strike. See, they don't give a shit about the 13 dead Marines and the dozen civilians, nor do they give a shit about the dead Afghani family killed in the drone strike. Human life, from the baby in the womb to Marines and civilians, means nothing to the National Democratic Party, as discussed in episode 159, the truth about the indictment against the National Democratic Party. The results of the Maricopa County, Arizona forensic audit of the 2020 election was finally published. It essentially found that the counts were accurate, but tens of thousands of cast ballots were illegal. Now remember, Biden won the state by 10,000 votes. Remember that number as I read through some of the illegalities uncovered in the audit. More than 23,000 mail-in ballots voted from prior addresses, which violates Arizona Election Procedures Manual. 9,000 more ballots were returned by voters than were sent out. Some 5,300 ballots were affected by voters who potentially voted in multiple counties. The number of ballots tallied in the official Maricopa results was 3,400 more than the total number of people who voted. 2,400 in-person voters who had moved out of Maricopa County and 2,100 voters who moved out of state during the 29-day period preceding the election were found to have voted. Of the almost 2 million return envelopes provided by the Arizona Senate, some 17,000 duplicates were found, with some voters casting the same ballot three or four times. But there's nothing to see here, folks. 
in further evidence that the Biden administration and the National Democrats would rather people die from COVID than mass distribute safe, effective, and inexpensive treatments like ivermectin and hydrochloroquine, the Biden administration bought up the entire supply of monoclonal antibodies from one manufacturer and began rationing the delivery of the highly effective treatment to red states like Florida. Florida and Texas simply went on to another manufacturer, GlaxoSmithKline, and bought their treatment directly from them. Which, come to find out, the Glaxo treatment is actually more effective than the other. The United States Supreme Court denied a bid to stop Texas from banning abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected. That law was passed in May. The law has a pretty unique feature, making it difficult for SCOTUS to agree to hear the case. See, the law enables private citizens, except for an individual who impregnated a woman through rape or incest, to sue physicians who perform abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected. It essentially deputizes the public to go after these abortion doctors. It's actually pretty brilliant. It also allows for civil action to be brought against any person who allegedly aided or abetted a violation of the law. Individuals found to have violated the law would have to pay $10,000 to the person who successfully brought such a lawsuit. The baby killers on the left went batshit crazy, as you might expect, claiming that the non-existent constitutional right to kill babies in the womb, as prescribed by Roe v. Wade, was being violated. I just want to say one thing here. There is no constitutional right to abort babies. It is not in the Constitution, and just because a handful of lawyers in black robes back in 1973 found some reason to proclaim killing of babies in the first trimester not illegal, did not create a constitutional right. If you're interested in the topic of abortion and Roe v. Wade, check out episodes 2, 33, 46, 47, and 86. President Biden gave his first address to the UN General Assembly. Honestly, he said nothing newsworthy. He talked about how much money the U.S. had spent worldwide on COVID. He said we are re-engaged with the World Health Organization, which to anyone with two brain cells to rub together would know is an asinine thing to admit to, given the influence that the Chinese Communist Party has over that corrupt organization. Basically, it was as underwhelming as his personality, largely due to the debacle of the withdrawal from Afghanistan just a month earlier, was fresh in the minds of world leaders. Plus, everyone knows the man's an empty suit. Speaking of resident Biden in empty suits, it has become apparent that Biden's handlers do not want to expose him to anything resembling the press where someone might actually ask him a question whereby he might off the cuff without a script reply. During a joint press conference, although I guess I wouldn't call it a press conference, it was more like a joint stage photo op with British Prime Minister Boris Johnson in the Oval Office, the minute Johnson finished answering the questions from the British press pool and a question was directed at resident Biden, his staffers jumped up and started yelling, thank you, thank you, and shouted down the reporters and summarily ushered Biden out of the room like the Secret Service, evacuating him after shots were fired. While we're on the subject of the shell of the man puppet president, resident Biden took to the podium in September and dictated to his subjects in a manner reminiscent of Stalin or Mao. He decreed that companies with more than 100 employees must mandate the experimental COVID vaccine to all of their employees or be subject to fines by the federal government. 
Oddly enough, Biden contradicted himself during the speech, saying the vaccinated are highly protected from the virus, and just a few minutes later said the unvaccinated pose a threat to the vaccinated. You try to make sense of that shit. Nowhere in the press did I see this question asked. Which article, section, clause of the Constitution grants the federal government the power to create a Department of Labor? Why are we the least bit concerned about OSHA, created by the unconstitutional Department of Labor, supposedly being tasked with imposing fines on corporations with more than 100 employees who don't fire them for refusing the COVID jab? Answer, it's all bullshit. It's all unenforceable. It's all illegal. It's just more totalitarian measures employed by the National Democrats because they hate the country. They hate those of you who don't bend over every time they tell you to do something. And they want to control as much of your life as possible. They are evil. Nowhere did I see the question asked, why is he mandating a jab that doesn't work long term as data from Israel and the United States suggests, which now are requiring boosters? Listen to episode 167 for the answer. Then a bunch of attorneys general sued the Biden administration for his obvious unconstitutional mandate. Then Biden said he would use all his power to get them out of the way. Who's the them? It's governors who resist his totalitarian dictates. It's scary when a man with dementia threatens you. Really, that's not a joke. The dude clearly has mental issues, and he has this much power. Then we saw worker shortages in numerous industries as woke companies started firing unvaccinated workers. Healthcare seems to be the hardest hit. We had state troopers and police officers around the country refusing the jab. The military declared unvaccinated Navy SEALs as undeployable. United Airlines fired a bunch of people. Does anyone on the left side of the aisle ever consider the consequences of the actions that they take? There weren't any shortages of workers at the USPS as they were exempted from the vaccine mandate for all federal workers, leading any clear-minded rational person to surmise that the whole mandate is bullshit. It's just a totalitarian power grab. Why should anyone be exempted if it's such a serious pandemic? One New York hospital said they would stop delivering babies as maternity workers resigned over the vaccine mandate. Los Angeles County, the most populous county in the United States, announced on September 15th that it would require proof of COVID-19 vaccine at bars, nightclubs, breweries, lounges, and related businesses. The order will also require vaccine proof or a negative COVID test for large outdoor events. Companies like Live Nation that manage and operate concert venues all over the country are requiring customers to provide a vaccine card or proof of negative COVID tests within 72 hours of the concert, if you're unvaccinated. Here's another question no one ever asks. Why aren't the vaccinated required to be tested, since they can pass the virus on to others as much, if not more, than the unvaccinated? Literally, a vaccinated person can test positive and still attend a Live Nation show. That makes absolutely no sense. In states run by sane people like Florida, local governments that impose COVID-19 vaccine mandates will be fined thousands of dollars by the state government. The New York governor announced that she would deploy medically trained New York National Guardsmen to alleviate shortages in healthcare positions vacated by those who were fired 
because they refuse the COVID jab. And here again, I'm going to ask the question, do these leftists ever think at least one move further from what they're doing? These medically trained guardsmen will be taken away from a presumably medical job that they're currently working at, thus leaving a shortage there. These people are just idiots. I wrote this on Facebook. How you know the vaccine mandates are nothing more than political posturing? Because Biden exempted postal workers from the mandate, as I already mentioned. Because Biden has exempted hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants who have entered the country from the mandate. Folks at the United Nations in New York City, presidents, premiers, monarchs, dignitaries, diplomats, and their traveling staff members, they were all exempted from New York City's draconian Excelsior Pass program. How else do we know that the mandates are nothing but political posturing? Because for decades, the National Democrats have raged against big business, big oil, big tobacco, big banks, big pharma. But all of a sudden, that last one, that last one, big pharma, is exempt from criticism. I wonder why. And finally, we know that the vaccine mandates are nothing more than political posturing because the great and all-powerful Dr. Fauci is unable to provide a firm answer as to why Americans who recovered from COVID should get the vaccine. Speaking of vaccine, the full court press to vaccinate your children with the experimental vaccine in which your kids have a 99.9999% survival rate is on in America. What kind of sick, twisted, evil MFR, for lack of a better word, do you have to be to push this without longitudinal studies to back it up? It's bad enough that they have pushed it out on adults, but to give it to kids with 10 months worth of research is the definition of irresponsible and willfully negligent. 10, 20, 30, 50 years from now, the headlines will be full of strange illnesses, birth defects, miscarriages, and everyone will feign ignorance. Why is this happening? They'll say, I just don't understand. Well, dumbass, remember back in 2021 when you forced everyone to take an experimental vaccine? Well, this is the result of that vaccine trial. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration's Vaccine Advisory Panel voted 16-3 to 3 to recommend against providing booster shots of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for individuals aged 16 and older. The panel later voted to endorse the Pfizer booster for individuals who are aged 65 and older and for those who are at high risk. Nonetheless, booster shots will most likely be rolled out for everyone in the coming months, even as highly effective and affordable treatments for COVID now exist. The fact is, the vaccine's efficacy wanes over time, and it doesn't stop the vaccinated from carrying and passing the virus to others. Booster shots for life. Speak now or forever roll up your sleeve. Speaking of the vaccine, YouTube said that it will ban all, quote, harmful vaccine content from its platform, including truthful claims that vaccines are ineffective at reducing transmission of the disease. Get your news from YouTube at your own peril. The National Democrats continue their push to bankrupt the country with two unconstitutional, multi-trillion dollar bills. They want to raise corporate taxes higher than China. But don't worry, folks, because Biden says the actual costs of upwards of 5 to $8 trillion in new spending is zero. Yep, you heard that right. The cost to the American people is zero. The alphabet soup conspiracy media and White House spokesman Jen Psaki parrot that zero-cost talking point repeatedly. 
Basically, folks, Democrat senators from West Virginia and Arizona, Manchin and Cinema, are the only two things standing in the way of a complete collapse of the U.S. dollar and the economy as a whole. Manchin called the spending bills fiscal insanity. On a related note, inflation hit the highest rate in 40 years. Now, what year was that? Let me think. 1981. Oh, yeah. President Carter's pathetic excuse for a presidency was wrapping up. Today's inflation, dubbed Bidenflation, is successfully competing with Carter's. Turns out, when you inflate the money supply, print trillions of dollars, and throw those dollars into the market, prices go up. Dollar Tree announced that they would be raising prices. Sane economists and CEOs of major consumer goods companies have begun publicly predicting stagflation, which is falling economic growth and inflation. When you look at the policies of Biden and the National Democrats, from open borders to destroying our reputation with military allies to destroying the dollar, screwing up the economy, forfeiting gains made against geopolitical foes like Russia and China, and destroying our recent energy independence stance, it's almost like they're doing it on purpose. Speaking of Biden, it appears that his usefulness to the Democratic Party is over. He's been outed by his own. Another book, this one written by a Politico reporter, tells the old story, or at least the old story for anyone who doesn't get their news from the Alphabet Soup conspiracy media, that story being about the Biden crime family. You know, the one that the media ignores. Hunter's various lost laptops with evidence of drug use, influence peddling, prostitution, money laundering, and child porn. Nothing to see here since it's a prominent Democrat's delinquent 51-year-old son doing the illegal activity. Turns out Rudy Giuliani was right. Turns out the 60 former intelligence officials who penned a letter declaring the laptop Russia disinformation lied and should be prosecuted. The FBI did nothing about the child porn on the laptop, just like they did nothing to stop the U.S. gymnastics coach Nasser from raping those girls for over a decade. Meanwhile, they kick in the doors of people who happen to be on Capitol Hill on January 6th. Project Veritas continues to do the work that the media used to do. In their most recent series dubbed Hashtag Expose COVID Vax, they did just that with an undercover video exposing Johnson & Johnson officials who, among other things, admitted that children do not need the COVID vaccine because the long-term side effects could be dangerous. They also discussed methods to make the life of the unvaccinated as difficult as possible and recommended against taking the J&J jab. The FBI reported that murders rose by almost 30% in the United States in 2020 when compared to 2019, one of the largest single-year increases ever recorded in the country's history. Guess where the spike occurred? Democrat-run cities, you guessed it. Guess where the defund the police effort is being pushed? Same Democrat cities. Couldn't see this one coming unless you are a wealthy white liberal, where the majority of the defund the police advocacy actually comes from. Poll after poll of people who live in these cities want more police, not less. Making the people who advocate for this shit evil. Pure and simple. The final news item I want to cover for September 2021 is illegal immigration and the open southern border. Now we've discussed this at length in other episodes. Like I said on Facebook earlier this month, all Biden had to do to avoid a calamity at the border 
was nothing. Instead, we witnessed upwards of 15,000 illegal immigrants, mostly from Haiti, congregating under an international bridge in Texas where they waited to be processed by Border Patrol. Then the Biden administration decided to just release the majority of them into the United States. Of course, no vaccine mandate for them, like Biden the dictator-in-chief has decreed for all of us legal citizens. The voter drive at the border is still in full swing, a full nine months into the Biden administration. Check out episode 143 for a deep dive into that topic. And that is the truth about September 2021. Please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Podcast.